0: Welcome in to another edition of The Left Turn here with X106 Sports. I'm Jacob Blair. Alongside me is Trevor This week, This week we are a podcast-only version. That's because a basketball game will be on air during our airtime. So you tune in on X106 for some Northwest basketball. But we're here to talk about a big week. A big week coming up. We're going to hit some stuff that happened over the last couple weeks. The last couple weeks. Some news. Some races. It's Daytona 500-week racing is
1: Back. I thought you were talking about the Arca race last week. I, well, d- I figured that was the big race you were referring to. For, for Arca, it was for
0: Har- Harrison
1: Burton. Yeah,
0: it was a big race. W- he was. It was a big race for him. He was. He was really happy to win that race. So was his mom. I wonder
1: what his dad thought.
0: His dad probably didn't care. Yeah, his, Jeff probably didn't. So like know, th- he, he probably like actually. Harrison,
1: good job. but This is the Arca race. you got. you got. Yeah, go, go win got, truck got, yeah, go in the truck
0: race. Yeah,
1: Daytona's finally here. Um, it seems like just yesterday we were recapping the 2018 season. And what's has it been three months? It has been three months. It does not seem like it's been that long. We can thank dirt racing in the winter for that. And the beauty of NASCAR season is it's the shortest off season in sports. I mean, you look at you know the NFL season just ended. It's September you know before those guys get rolling again.
0: And the NASCAR offseason was a little <laughs> bit like
1: NBA offseason this yeah. year with just the drama and the, well, the craziness. It was like the NBA and all the drama and craziness, and it was like ba- baseball in the two weeks before the season we started, st- and I we mean, still had no idea on some things. Because,
0: I mean, we, we talked about the Johnny Sauter deal where he gets kicked out by Brett Moffat. Now he's at
1: ThorSport. Who kicks out Ben Rhodes? Well, we
0: think, because Ben Rhodes isn't on the entry list for Daytona. Myatt Snyder's in the 27, and there's no Ben
1: Rhodes. We're 72 hours from the truck race at Daytona. And And we're just learning this. Yeah, and you're getting the bombshell that your championship pick is out of a ride at the moment. So I will have to readjust that. But we're going to start
0: today's show talking about some news. Uh, We wonder if NASCAR was listening to our show, uh, because they did what we kind of said they needed to do after some issues with Kevin Harvick.
1: I remember correctly, year. I had a pretty passionate rant about it. We both did, but yours um, was, y- uh, yes. Ap- after the Texas race, But and uh, yeah, NASCAR finally got some cojones.
0: Yeah, they came out and they announced that if you fail post-race technical inspection, you will be disqualified from the event, you'll be given last place points, and everyone will move up a position, so no more of the levelized penalties the l1 penalty where you lose your playoff points and you still get to keep the money in the trophy none of that's the case they're, they're gonna ha- and some people brought this up they're gonna have to deal with the issue of you know someone winning a race three hours later in tech and having to do victory lane celebrations then but that's how it should be done if someone's illegal they, they can, should be disqualified and now that's going to be the and, case and
1: that's a silly silly argument against there's no argument against this oh well then we gotta come back to the track and take pictures no that's that's the furthest of concerns how about having a guy that's legal win the race that should be that should be front and center and we've both
0: said you go to any race across the country at a local level even the regional national dirt touring series you are found illegal you're disqualified we've seen snowball derby winners lose races Guys at our local tracks, yeah. they are illegal. They go home with nothing, and they're racing for $300. It's about time NASCAR does this. And, and, and they modif- We're going to see it used this year. I think Somebody, I, somebody's going.
1: Should, should we make a, do you want to make a wager on who we think the first one you, is to get it? It's either going to be. I think it's either a Penske or a Stuart Haas car.
0: 100%. I think it's Kevin Harvick because he'll win early. And it'll be like he'll dominate it. Someone. So what's going to happen is someone's going to win early. Daytona, Atlanta, you, you look at Vegas. Vegas, Fontana, one of the four, and then sometime mid-July at you know the Kansas or the Kentucky race, they're going to try some stuff, roll into tech after winning a race, and NASCAR's going to go, well, that didn't work. Have fun finishing last, and we're finally going to see this. I minute. think another
1: guy that would be a candidate for that is Chase Elliott. I think if it's not going to be a Ford, you know, his crew chief got kicked out of Daytona this week. He had some problems last year, too, at a couple different races. But um, I would say probably if I had to bet, either Kevin Harvick or Joey Logano would be the first and one.
0: And anyone not in the sport has a, a valid question: is why can't they pre-tech the cars where they're legal to the e- at the end of the race? And well, there's two things to that. You cannot pre-tech a car the way you can post-tech it because when you post-tech it, you're tearing stuff apart. You're tearing yeah. apart rear ends. You're tearing apart engines. If you do that in pre-race, well, then you don't have a race because everyone's engine is yeah. laying you, you know in pieces on it, the side of the car.
1: What well, was it? It Texas was it? Some with Harvick's front end didn't matter, or the rear end didn't match the the diagram and, they and have, or the there, template. There's
0: also these things during races called pit stops where uh, teams can do whatever the heck they want to race cars, and if you just pre-race tech cars. These teams are just going to come in and, and the first pit stop, they're going to put all this stuff in their car. They're yeah, gonna, They're going to mess no with stuff. No one's teching and it. after. So that that's why you have to have a more stringent post race tech is because you could look at more, and that's where you find stuff. Is that's where the stuff is hidden and stuff you take apart.
1: And yeah. now what they're going to do is all tech will be done at the track. They're going to which I think they, I mean that's the way it should be. And I that think. was a
0: good move to move along with this other one is they didn't just say well if you if you get a l1 penalty you're disqualified it's we're going to do this at the racetrack no more taking everything back to charlotte to to look at everything it's done at the racetrack like it is everywhere across the country and and the big move and the big thing with this for me is it's a move that equals and does what grassroots racing does and that's where nascars had a little bit of a disconnect and we've seen them get back to that in the last couple years and this even more so it's the same for the big boys as it is your guy racing pure stocks for 300 bucks at a local racetrack
1: And I think the biggest argument, you know, we keep going back to Kevin Harvick at Texas last year. And what was it? Wednesday before it came out that he had been issued an L1 penalty. And I think that was a big knock on disqualifying guys is, okay, well you win the race on Sunday and then it's Wednesday or Thursday before we find out the real winner. No, it's, it's going to, now it's going to be just like it is any other dirt track by the end of Sunday night, Monday morning at the absolute latest, We're going to know with 100% certainty who the race winner was.
0: I think the one question you do have to have with this new announcement is what violation does constitute a disqualification? Is it you failed the lug nut test at the end of the race? That
1: they're saying they won't penalize. They won't be for two. I think three I don't know about, but I know
0: There's some items, but to me... You can't play well if it's this. We're not going to disqualify you if it's this. We are. If anything is illegal in post race, from the regards of they weigh two pounds light to they're off three millimeters on their their front, you know, splitter lengths, they're disqualified. It, it's got to be perfect. You, you can't have any gray area with this. If something's illegal, you're disqualified. And and I think that's the way we're
1: headed. Yeah, I hope so. You know, and, and there's different levels of. Penalties, so I—that's where I understood the L one, the L two, the L three. I mean, you know, certain penalties are more severe, um, but they—they're they're not three or more um, lug nuts. I do believe will result in a disqualification. But really, if you have three loose lug nuts, you probably you're, you're probably not winning. You probably race. don't have a wheel to go with it, so then it probably doesn't matter. But I don't know. It's—it's going to be interesting. I—I I really want to see. I'm I'm kind of rooting for a guy to win a race and then get disqualified. Not so much the Daytona 500 because I think it might kind of taint the 500 a little bit if that happens there. But really with the 500, you don't need to cheat because of the draft and,
0: a- and the wreckage. And that's another thing that was announced with NASCAR is everyone was, was all over the, the disqualification. But some other stuff was announced as well. We know there's a new aero package on these cars this is the final time we will see the current restrictor plate package on restrictor plate tracks. The rest of them this year, there will be no restrictor plates. And then at intermediate and two mile race tracks, you're going to be looking at a different aero package as well. We saw our first glimpse of a test at Las Vegas and it looked interesting. And you, it's hard to base anything off a test because guys are trying to figure stuff out. They're not doing what you're going to see on race day. But from what everyone's calling for, they want closer racing. They want better passing. It looks like we're headed in that direction. lot more drafting slow the cars down and i think the way it's going to work is you're going to see 10 to 15 laps of daytona talladega style pack racing and then as the tires start to fade especially at some Mm. older racetrack tracks like atlanta then it's going to go back into the driver's hands and they're going to space out a little bit but you're going to be able to have runs on guys and use those runs so i think this package i'm hopeful it's going to work we can't really make a judgment on it until we see it in action when we get to atlanta
1: and my hope is that it it gives some of these smaller teams like a a, a levine family racing or even a jtg doherty racing that is normally a 15th to 20 place car i hope it gives them a little bit more of an opportunity to maybe not necessarily compete for wins but finish in the top five finish in the top 10 And uh, be competitive.
0: And one of the other things that was announced along with this package is the question of qualifying. There's been group qualifying for the longest time. We've seen in the truck series and the Xfinity series where drafting plays more of a role in the intermediate tracks that they've gone to single car qualifying. The cup series, they're not going to do that. They're going to maintain group qualifying. So basically what we're going to see now is, is, is very strategic qualifying on the intermediate racetracks where you got to go out and you got to find drafting partners if you want to put up a good time
1: i miss the old days where just every car rolled out individually and you saw who was the fastest to me that was that was qualifying i mean i think we've gotten we've gotten too sophisticated we've gotten we've gotten too cute and i mean sometimes you look at daytona you know they get to drafting a guy gets caught up in a wreck how many guys end up getting taken out and qualifying we've seen that before where guys end up wrecking and qualifying see they won't do that
0: at restrictor no. But you're going to have the same type of yeah, effect wherever. where someone's going to try to time something where they're, you know, following a big pack. They get it all timed up where they're going to catch them right at the start finish line. Well, when that happens, then you got guys that they're trying to pop out with their runs, and it. it, it I wouldn't I be mean, surprised if we see a big mess in qualifying at some point this year.
1: Yeah, I like said I'm. I'm a fan of just uh, roll the single car out, and. Determine who's fastest that way. Let's just do that.
0: I think the, another question is if the, this arrow package, which to me is kind of an experiment to start the season. We're going to have to see how it works. If it doesn't work, I just hope NASCAR is going to be able to say, you know what, I know it's midseason. We're going to make changes now. We're, we're, they're, they're trying to get something right. In order to do that, there's going to have to be some some failures and as they're, they're changing this, they might have gone too far, and that's a little bit of my worry is that there, there's too much downforce on the cars now where there wasn't enough before where any disturbed air, you couldn't pass anyone. Now there might be too much where it's just train racing. We will see. I hope it's not the case, and I don't believe it's going to be the case, but if it is, I hope NASCAR ready to make changes. Well,
1: we're going to find out. As the field,
0: as NASCAR has already started Speed Weeks, which is the two-week party at Daytona. And I, I've learned this, especially this year, is I knew there, were, there was local racing around the area. Speed Weeks is a month-and-a-half-long deal in Florida. The amount of dirt racing, pavement racing.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's
0: half the racing community right now is in florida it's where i wish i was me too because it's a lot warmer it's a lot warmer but but you can go down to florida and get there like january 20th start with the rolex 24 and then go through the daytona 500 and go to a racetrack every single night and see different forms of racing from late model to sprint cars to big block modifieds to the midgets now to you know what's going on at daytona it's a great time for speed weeks in florida
1: yeah, this is one of the best weeks in, in motorsports, this and obviously up there with Memorial Day weekend. But I'm ready for Daytona. Let's, let's go.
0: And we are getting closer as this past weekend, Daytona 500 qualifying as well as the clash at Daytona. The preseason exhibition tune-up race went down. We'll start with Daytona 500 qualifying as that's what happened first. And it was really dominated by four cars, all from the same stable as and
1: all on the cover of NASCAR Heat 3. They predicted that.
0: And it was William Byron with new crew chief Chad Knaus that took the pole for the Daytona 500. Alex Bowman sits on the outside pole. And then Chase Elliott and Jimmy Johnson for the next two. And you look at that. That was an interesting—we've seen it before where a team is really fast, and they, they put— Four of their, you know, three or their four cars in the top five, or four of their four cars in the top seven, but four Hendrick cars in the top four spots. It it was an impressive day for them qualifying.
1: Chevrolet always qualifies really well at Daytona. You know, Alex Bowman won the pole last year. I think did Chase Elliott win it two years ago? I know Jeff Gordon won it his last year full time. Yeah. So you look back, Daytona 500 pole winners from. In the last 10 years, you know, last year you had Alex Bowman. The year before you had Chase Elliott, the two years before that, Jeff Gordon in 15, Austin Dillon in 14, Danica Patrick in 13. Then Carl Edwards got it in 2012, but then it was Dale Jr. in 2011, Mark Martin in 2010, Martin Truex in 2009 when he was still with DEI, and then Jimmy Johnson. So of the last 12 Daytona 500s, 11 of the poles have been won by Fords, so they seem to really have that qualifying trim set up well um, We'll see if, if they can relay that luck on to race day
0: So when you look at the full Daytona 500 qualifying results William Byron on the pole with a speed of 194 point 305 miles per hour Alex Bowman just behind him, about three hundredths of a second slower. Jimmy Johnson, third. Chase Elliott, fourth. And you get the fifth Chevrolet. Daniel Hemrick, the rookie in the new eight car for Richard Childress Racing. He finished fifth in qualifying. Joey Logano, sixth. Martin Truex, Jr., seventh. Clip Boyer, eighth. Brad Kozowski, ninth. Austin Dillon, last year's winner, in the tenth position. Although. You look at the first and second spots, those are the only two spots that matter. Everyone else will get their starting spot solidified during the clash as it's just pole qualifying or front row qualifying during the the Daytona 500 qualifying on Sunday. And
1: this just kind of raises my question now. So if you're William Byron or Alex Bowman, do you maybe try some some race setup for Sunday to get you ready? I mean, because you're locked in the field. As long as you don't crash and have to go to a backup car, you're starting on the front row. Do you maybe try a few things? I would think so
0: because we've seen in the past, there's been issues with the fast cars and qualifying racing well. We've seen Hendrick cars struggle with uh, on race day. If it's warm and sunny, they they struggle with, with keeping control under their cars because they they built them for qualifying. I think it'd be smart for for all four of these cars especially Byron and Bowman to to look at okay how can we now make our car faster in the race because you go back and you, and we can start talking about the clash now although those are different cars than are run in the 500 that race although not won by a Ford was dominated by Fords a- and they didn't qualify all that well this year so th- the same with Toyotas we've seen Toyota's not qualify well at the 500 and then they're always up front so y- y- it's a balance you have to play, and if you're
1: William Byron and Alex Bowman, go try some stuff to make sure you got good race cars. I mean, yeah, because if if it fails, it. so what? Like, so as long as you don't junk your stuff, you're starting on the pole. So I, I would. I mean, wh- why not? What do you have to lose? So
0: with, with Daytona 500 qualifying, obviously <laughs> the 36 chartered cars make the field. And then there's 42 entries for 40 spots. So six of the non-chartered cars, they're all going for four spots. Two of those will lock themselves into the field. For, for the, two of them locked them, lock themselves into the field from qualifying. That was Tyler Reddick in the 31, Casey Mears in the second Jermaine Racing car in the 27. That was a late entry to the 500. Then you've got your four others that, that have to race their way in. And those cars are Parker Kligerman, Brendan on Ryan, Chue- Ryan Truex, and Joey Gase are the four that are going to be battling for the final two spots on Thursday.
1: It's going to be interesting. Um, I, I kind of miss the old days where you'd get like 52 cars entered for the Daytona 500, and then they would lock the, I think at that time there were eight open spots, and the top two on speed would get in, and then it was a battle between 14 cars for six spots or whatever. I kind of miss those days. But, uh, yeah, two guys are going to start off their season by watching the Daytona 500. The,
0: the chartered system kind of keeps that from happening when you have only four spots it. available for cars that don't, don't like have it. charters. And, and, and I
1: wonder th- if that doesn't hurt it hurts the new teams too. It <laughs> hurts
0: new teams from showing up. And we saw that with Obaka Racing in the 97, a new team to cup, planning on running the Daytona 500. You get the entry list out decide it's not worth spending all of your funds to try to make the 500 when there's only and when you looked at who the the chartered cars were you knew the 31 and 27 were going to be the two fastest everyone knew that so you looked at if you're one of those other four you, you you have to and if you're joey Gase who qualified last the only way he makes the show is he's the best open car in the field because if he finishes behind anyone what happens is they take the best open car finish so let's say tyler reddick is the best open car finish he no longer has to fall back on time so then it goes to ryan truex in the 71 car he would get the time provisional or the time spot so if you're joey gase the only way you get in the show is finish uh, the best open car in your field and that makes it difficult for the, these newer startup teams to, to work their way in, into the cup garage just thinking about all the scenarios makes my head hurt and that's just for the open cars yep Thankfully, the everyone else is a little bit more straightforward. If you're in the first duel, you'll make up all of the inside row positions. If you're in the second duel, you'll make up the outside row positions, except William Byron and Alex Bowman will be on the front row. So if you win the duel, say Joey Logano wins duel number two, he will start in the fourth position. That takes us now to the second event that happened on Sunday, and that was the clash. Yeah, it was kind of... The advanced auto parts clash, it kind of happened, was marred by rain, three different red flags before it finally finished, I believe, 16 laps short, and most of the race was run single file. And uh, there was a lot of questions of why that happened. I, I truly believe it happened because there wasn't a lot of grip on the racetrack. It was misting the entire race. You could see... Uh, they would k- keep cleaning off the cameras and raindrops keep forming on the cameras even when they were under green i, I just don't think there was a whole lot of uh, a grip on the racetrack they didn't feel comfortable running side by side and we saw as soon as they started trying to run side by side it, it ended up wrecking most of well, the field
1: you know the first what three or four laps they did kind of run side by side and they were they were trying to junk the whole field right there and that would have been awesome and then
0: it started raining and then they all went single file yeah. because they were they they, they, they did they said they were just sliding and just trying to hang on and i think that had something to do with it i i'm hopeful the same thing doesn't happen in the 500 there's always a point in the 500 where they're going to go single file up at the top it's a 500 mile race that's going to happen the the worry is we've seen before you get teammates that work together get up front and that's when the field gets strung well, we out we saw
1: it even last year at Talladega with the Stewart Haas cars i'm looking at the weather for this week at daytona granted it's florida the weather changes drastically from hour to hour. Yeah, looking at the forecast is but, but, but pretty look, much worthless. Yeah, but for looking Florida. at it right now, you know, thirty percent chance of rain Friday, thirty percent chance of rain Saturday, Sunday does look good. We could look at it tomorrow and it'd be ninety percent chance of rain all week. Who knows? And then tomorrow. by the
0: time you get to Sunday
1: it'll be you know eighty and yeah, I mean sunny with and a then we'll have a red flag for rain. Yeah. You know on lap ninety. Um,
0: it's Florida. Yeah, it, it's, it's a it's a wonderful wonderful place for for meteorologists. I yeah, I wouldn't want to be one in Florida. They definitely, I don't make fun of them for being wrong. So the the the, the big concern for most of the race was the type of racing we were single seeing the single file racing up at the top, but all of that kind of went by the wayside after leader for most of the race, Paul Menard, was wrecked by Jimmy Johnson.
1: The highlight of Paul Menard's career is now leading 51 laps at the Advanced Auto Parts Clash. And what's
0: sad is, I think that's true, and he did win
1: the Brickyard 400 at one point. Well, I mean, yeah, on fuel mileage, but that's that's congratulations, Paul. That's the highlight of your career. And, and yeah, and it, just, it was a bad race. It was it bad.
0: And unfortunately, the the wreck is what ultimately ended up being the end of the race because of rain. But Jimmy Johnson, and this was said by multiple drivers, you could see the rain coming, and they knew it was coming, it looked harder than it had before, they knew the race was going to be over as soon as that hit. So Jimmy Johnson got a run, went to the inside, and then because they're all single file, you have to side draft. From the video to me, it looked like Paul Menard came down about two inches, not of his own doing, he was probably sucked in when the side draft occurred, and then Jimmy came up,
1: hit Paul Menard, and then all but three cars get wrecked and i don't i i don't think it was intentional at all i think it we've seen that before at daytona where yeah you kind of just get sucked in and there's nothing you can do i mean what what is jimmy johnson supposed to do is he supposed to just settle for a second
0: it, well and, and most of us that sit on the couch and watch this have never been in a race car at daytona if you've driven iRacing, racing you can kind of get the feel the cars don't stay still they move around all the time. The air moves the cars. Your steering wheel can stay in the exact same spot, and you can find yourself a half lane down the racetrack for no apparent reason. And that's because of the air on these race cars, and I think that's all that, that happened here. As Paul Menard, he was sucked a couple of inches over. Jimmy Johnson was trying to side draft so he could you know, shoot to the lead, slide back up front, and they made contact. And unfortunately, all but Kurt Busch, Joey Logano, and Jimmy Johnson were were And Ryan Blaney were undamaged. Kurt Busch, Joey Logano, and Ryan Blaney were the only ones not involved in the incident. And we had a little bit of a a bet, not a bet, but a a competition going on of who uh, numbers we thought would finish the race and numbers we thought would finish undamaged.
1: I think I said, did you say eight and I said nine? You said
0: eight would finish, three would be undamaged. I said nine would finish, four would be undamaged. Well, three were undamaged. And because of the rain, 12 technically finished. I think that number would have been closer to 8 or 9 had they gone back green.
1: So Yahoo has a really interesting article on this about, actually, If does Paul Menard owe Jimmy Johnson a payback? I would say no. But at the same time, I'm, I'm not saying Paul Menard shouldn't race Jimmy the way he raced him. I mean, Jimmy was going for, I mean, these guys had to know the rain was coming. You could see it. Yeah, I mean, Jimmy was going for the win. And I know people are going to say, but Trevor, this was the clash. It doesn't matter. you got to put yourself in Jimmy Johnson's shoes. He is, this is a guy who will, is one of, if not the greatest drivers in NASCAR history. And he was coming off the most disappointing season of his career where they were lucky to finish in the top five, top ten. Don't you think he, he was so hungry to get that win that who, he didn't care that it was a clash. It was a win. It gives him some confidence. It tells him, hey, I can still win these. Maybe he comes out and has an awesome Daytona 500, and maybe la- maybe he's not completely gone. Maybe last year was just kind of a, a bad year, and it opened his eyes. I don't know. Yeah, so it's going to be – I think
0: the clash, all it did was provide a ton of questions, a bunch more storylines for the 500 if there aren't weren't already – and it's it's going to be interesting. I think the biggest question for me is how what what is the racing going to look like? Are, are they going to get strung out single file, or are they going to actually race and not wait until the final five laps like we've seen happen? We've seen two different styles of races with the same with this same package. We've seen them be three four wide all race long and somehow finish more cars than when they get strung out for most of the race and then wreck when someone tries to make a move, and, and there's a ton of blocking. So I think we, we could see it go either way.
1: How many cars do you think finish Sunday? I'm
0: going to be optimistic. Like 23 finish the 500. Give me
1: a moment. I can go back and look. I know last year it wasn't many. I'm talking on the lead lap. On the lead lap, 14. Yeah. 14 on the lead lap. That sounds probably about right. I think last year there were 12, if I remember correctly. Because
0: I think what will happen is stage one, Near the end of stage one, you're going to get a wreck. Near the end of stage two, you're going to get a wreck. And near the end of the race,
1: you'll get a wreck. So last year, there was 10. Two years ago, there was 15. 2016, 2016, I think, was the one where there was actually quite a few. Yeah, 2016, there were 31. That I would not bank on happening this year. I'm going to say 12. Well, we saw
0: what happened in the clashes. Everything was fine, and then all of a sudden someone made a mistake, and there you go. You're down to three cars. So it's hard to predict that.
1: And I'm one of those chaos guys. Like, I, I would love nothing more than it to be coming off of turn four for the Daytona 500, and we've got Casey Mears, Daniel Hemrick, Matt DiBenedetto, Daniel Suarez, and then, like, Ryan Truex or Brendan gone battling it out for the Daytona 500. Like, I, I love it. I don't like the whole calling the Daytona 500 the Super Bowl of NASCAR for a lot of different reasons. For one, it, it starts your season. It doesn't end your season. And two, basically, if you're saying it's the Super Bowl of NASCAR, you're saying the best win it. Is Austin Dillon the best? No. Is Trevor Bain the best? Well, Trevor Payne isn't in a car anymore. So he's obviously not the best. So it's a great race. It's If it's not the greatest race in motorsports, it's up there. I think you can make an argument between that and the Indy 500. I I, I would put the Indy 500 just yeah. a touch above no, I, the Daytona 500. I think, you're right. I think either way, you can make an argument. It's all a matter of preference. Then. But let's not pretend this is the Super Bowl of NASCAR. And even having to call it that kind of makes NASCAR seem a little silly. I think they did that just to try to... Put into words what this
0: race was for the racing community. But you
1: shouldn't have to put into words what it... I mean, you didn't see... I mean, the Super Bowl, you weren't seeing people say, man, this is the Daytona 500 of football. I mean, the Super Bowl is comfortable with what it is. They should be... At this point, if someone doesn't know about the Daytona 500, they're not going to watch anyways. They they don't care. Race and fans and know the importance of the Daytona 500.
0: And th- there's two races in america where someone that's never looked at racing before never's tuned in has never cared they've heard of the daytona 500 and the indy yes. 500 so you don't need to call it you don't need to put those words on it's the daytona 500 you yeah. know what it is and
1: you normally don't even have to say daytona if i would just say daytona
0: and everyone knows People what you're talking mean, about no one if, mean, if you're talking about the summer race you have to clarify
1: yeah you say the, the i always, i still call it the pepsi 400 because that's what it was the entire time i was growing up but yeah I mean, it's Daytona, not the Super Bowl of NASCAR or any of that stupid stuff.
0: So now, before we turn our attention to the next week of Speed Weeks, the second week where the, the big stuff happens, all the racing happens, we're going to take a moment. A lot of stuff happened over the offseason. Was there? There was a lot of stuff. There was. So we're, we're not going to go through the Xfinity or Truck Series. We've hit on some of that. But what we are going to do is you, if, if you are a little bit confused on who is where, we're going to go through team-by-team team, real quick where everybody's at and what car everyone's in. So if you need a notebook, grab one. As we're going to start with Beard Motorsports because we're going to go in, in alphabetical order of team name. We're going to start with Beard Motorsports. B is second
1: in the alphabet.
0: Yes, so that, that clarifies there's no team name that starts with A. Good job, Trevor. All right. Beard Motorsports. They, Five years of high school. Yeah, They, they, they have now. the number 62 car with Brendan Gone. In that one is sponsored by South Point. Most likely this will be a restrictor plate only entry for the season, but he's entered in the 500.
1: He's a non-chartered car, and he's going to have to make his way through the field. But he's ran well in the Daytona 500 when he gets in. I think, was it two years ago? I think he cracked the top 10. Um, he's, he's a pretty sneaky, good restrictor plate racer. I think he gets into the show this weekend and we'll see what he does and then yeah i think they'll roll up maybe Talladega or daytona but this is they won't run more than four races this year
0: so now we'll move to chip ganassi racing where some big changes happened over there with that team start with number one car last year that was jamie mcmurray he'll be retiring at the end of the daytona 500 but in the one car kurt bush has moved to that team crew chief by matt mccall that is a chevy hendrick engine under the hood as there's not a whole lot of engine groups. Doing the research, you know, you kind of knew this, but there's really like three or four engine manufacturers. So all the Chevys run Hendrix. All the the Fords, they're running.
1: There's a couple of Yates. ECR engines. But, yeah, for the most part, they're yeah, it, all. It's
0: Hendrick or ECR. And then if you're Ford, it's Roush Yates. And then if you're a Toyota, it's, it's TRD. TRD
1: yeah. So, I mean, it's, it, like you said, Bush goes to the one car, um, gets the sponsorship from Monster Energy. He replaces Jamie McMurray. I want to see what Kurt Busch does in this one car. We have not seen Chip Ganassi be able to put together two competitive cars. You think about back in the early days, Martin Truex was successful while Montoya struggled. Then Montoya was successful, Truex struggled. Then Jay McMurray came in, he had success, Montoya struggled. Then Kyle Larson came in, he had success, McMurray struggled. Can Busch and and Larson, rather, both be successful?
0: Well, and that's the question. We'll go to Kyle Larson next. He's still in the 42 car. No real changes for this team. Chad Johnston, his crew chief. Other in
1: DC Solar is not a sponsor.
0: Yeah, but we won't
1: get into
0: that. But he returns most of his sponsors credit one. First data you, you'll see on his car. But then the, the interesting thing for Chip Ganassi Racing is they did allow Jamie McMurray, to come back for one race he ran the clash he'll run the daytona 500 in a partnership entry with spire motorsports who are on the 77 for most of the season jamie mcmurray he's in the 40 car so it's a spire ganassi entry but he's going to go back he's going to run the 40 car this weekend and you've got the number he first came into the series with when he when he subbed for sterling marlin in the 40 car so it's cool to see
1: Jamie get one more ride in the 500 before he has to retire. I can't wait for him to wreck one more time in the 500. You know what's coming. I mean, he is a former 500 winner, so we do owe him credit for that. He's aggressive, and that that's what yeah, causes I mean, the, the He's issues. sometimes stupidly aggressive,
0: but I digress. But we've seen Chase Elliott and Jimmy Johnson <coughs> do that now, too. Yeah. He's
1: not the only one that's stupidly aggressive.
0: So now we will move to front row motorsports, where... Gonna go from a two-car team to a three-car team as they acquired a charter from the folded BK racing. So all three of their cars are chartered. Back in the 34 car will be Michael McDowell with Drew Blickensdurfer as his crew chief. And the 38 car, that's David Reagan. Seth Barber, gonna be his crew chief. And then Matt Tift. He's gonna be a rookie this year with Mike Kelly as his crew chief. And that 36 car, that is the the third car, the new car for Front Row Motorsports. It's gonna be interesting seeing a, a team that's around a 25th to 30th place team go from two to three three cars, and I don't know if that's going to mean success for them.
1: I don't know either, and Matt Tiff was definitely one of the more interesting bump-ups, I guess, in the uh, Cup Series field this year. I mean, he, he wasn't great at the Xfinity Series level. He was consistent enough. He was a playoff driver, but never got to victory lane. And now he's going to be in, like you said, probably a 25th to 30th place car. They do tend to run really good at restrictor plates. Not so much Tiff, but McDowell especially, and Reagan, his two wins have came restrictor plates. So they might make some noise this week.
0: Next up is Gaunt Brothers Racing in the 96 car. That entry for the 500 is with Parker Kligerman. You'll, you'll see a lot of different drivers hit that car this year. It's a Toyota. They've confirmed for Daytona. There's nothing else that, that's confirmed on their schedule, and we'll know they'll be at some races, but just another smaller team. We'll see some different drivers in that car, but it's Kligerman for the 500.
1: Yeah, Kligerman's normally their, um, their restrictor play guy, at least early on this season. Then he has commitments to NBC later in the year, and I don't know that he'll actually run any races after that. But uh, Jeffrey Earnhardt was their go-to guy last year, with sprinkled in with some DJ Kennington. I haven't heard anything that would say otherwise if their plan is to race in 2019, that there would be any changes.
0: And then up next is Jermaine Racing. So you've got Ty Dillon in the 13, Matt Borland, his crew chief, a Chevy with (laughs) ECR engines. Geico going to be back on that race car. And they're also still allianced with Richard Childress Racing. But the interesting thing for Jermaine... Second car for the Daytona 500, it's going to be the 27 with Casey Mears. Pat Trison, the crew chief on that car. That is a partnership with Premium Motorsports along with Jermaine Racing. You can assume there's a little bit of support as well from Richard Childress based on the font number and the number on the race car. That is not confirmed, but it's the 27 car, Paul Menard's old number, same font. Yet to have, It's just a black race car right now, but it's an interesting move for Jermaine to, to try two cars at the 500.
1: I swear, Casey Mears is never going to quit racing. He's never going to be in a good car, but he's never going to quit racing. I thought that dude was done like two years ago, but here he is back in Daytona. Up next, go fast racing.
0: Big changes with this team is Matt Benedetto. He left the program and they tabbed Corey Lejoy to drive this car full-time this year with Randy Cox as the crew chief. We've got a Roush Yates engine with a Ford manufacturer. Interesting thing to talk about with this team is Corey LaJoy, he's got a face and a beard. Well,
1: every, everyone has a face. But his face is on his car
0: for the 500. He's sponsored by Old Spice, so it makes sense. But that is one scary thing to look at out on the racetrack. As Corey Lejoy again, he's got his face, he's got his face on the hood, and then where the grill opening is, that's where his mouth is supposed to go. And it may be the creepiest race car I, I've ever had to look at, but it Certainly has everyone talking. Do you think he hits the wall this week? He he has to, and he's gotta he's gotta go nose first. And and we've got we've got a, a perfect prop bet for this. It is if he hits nose first into the wall, what is the likelihood one of the Waltrip brothers says something like he just took a bite out of the
1: wall? I guarantee you. <laughs> I I will If nothing else happens this week, I will guarantee you that that happens, if he he hits the wall. Which, with it
0: being Daytona, everyone's got the same opportunity to do that. Up next, Hendrick Motorsports, big changes within this team. in the crew chief department, Chase Elliott, he'll be in the nine car. Alan Alan Gustafson will be back as his crew chief. Not this week. That's that's true. Not this week, when when he's no longer ejected from (laughs) racing. Alan Gustafson will be the nine crew chief. Alex Bowman, he's got Greg Ives back on his pit box in the 88 car. The, the big change is with William Byron and Jimmy Johnson. Byron in the 24, Johnson in the 48. Chad Knaus, longtime crew chief for Jimmy Johnson, moves to be the crew chief of William Byron. And then Kevin Mendering will be the crew chief for Jimmy Johnson.
1: Yeah, and I want to see, you know, will, will Chad Knaus make William Byron a better driver? Um he won the pole at Daytona, so you could say yes, but then again, like I said earlier, we've seen how Chevy's have qualified at Daytona. Maybe you can't put too much stock in that. You made an interesting note earlier that you think William Byron is a, a chase driver this year, a playoff driver. I could see it. I really could. I don't know that he wins a race. I don't maybe. I don't know. But I can see it. I think it's
0: possible you'll you'll see Byron in victory lane once this year. I mean the kid's what, twenty one years old? 21 second year in cup and and he's got the talent and i think like what we've seen with some younger drivers he's going to need a couple years to, to get going and hopefully hendrick is allowing that and i think this move shows that they they believe byron yeah. he's going to need a couple years but he's going to get there so up next is jtg darty racing i just butchered that Dorty my apologies Brad Doherty's mad at you now. He is, but I get a uh, strongly worded letter in the mail here in a couple of weeks. So, JDD Doherty Racing, there we go. Two cars this year. The only change with them is Ryan Priest will move into the 47, AJ Allmendinger. He is headed to the TV side for NBC. Chris Busher, he will be in the 37 with Trent Owens as his crew chief. Ryan Priest in the 47 with Tristan Smith as his crew chief.
1: And Ryan Priest is a guy that in the Xfinity Series had a lot of success and just a handful of starts with Joe Gibbs Racing. Um. So the talent is there. The question is, will he be able to do better than A.J. Allmendeering did in that 47 car? And I, I don't know. Maybe, but I we don't know yet. We haven't seen him in the, in that car yet. And then up next, Joe Gibbs Racing as the big change
0: for them. Daniel Suarez out of the 19. Martin Tricks Jr. and Cole Pern slide over into the 19. As Furniture Row Racing did fold at the end of last season. So if you go through this lineup, Denny Hamlin will be back in the 11 car, Chris Gabehart, his crew chief, Kyle Bush in the 18, with Adam Stevens as his crew chief. Real quick, going back to Chris Gabehart, and Mike Wheeler was the crew chief last year. I
1: would say that sounded.
0: Mike Wheeler th- was the crew chief last year for Hamlin, Wheeler heads to crew chief for. Matt Benedetto, Gabe Hart slides
1: in and will be the crew chief for Denny Hamlin. thought Gabe Hart was new. I couldn't couldn't remember. Martin Truex
0: Jr. and Cole Pern, those two have, have been a, a pair that has really wreaked havoc over the Cup Series. And Eric Jones, he'll be back with Chris Gale in the 20 car.
1: Yeah, and I, I expect big things out of Eric Jones this year. Um, I don't know what to think of Truex. I've, I still believe maybe he'll struggle a little bit getting into that um, four-car team now where he's not the guy. Um, and maybe we see them kind of drop a little bit, but and then Kyle Busch he'll be his normal self, and then the real question is: Does Denny Hamlin bounce back?
0: And I think Denny Hamlin's going to need to if he wants to to continue on with Gibbs because there's uh, a there's a
1: young man waiting right now. Yeah, Brandon Jones.
0: I was thinking more along the lines of Christopher Bell. Oh, okay, but okay,
1: okay yeah. gotcha. No, great, all joking aside, Christopher Bell I think is a hair apparent to Denny Hamlin, probably at the end of the well, season. If you're Gibbs. Next year, you have to get Bell to the Cup Series, or he's going to get stolen with some, from someone else. Yeah, you know but he's going to end up somewhere. So some, you know, because it's Kurt Busch on a one-year deal. Kurt Busch is on one-year deal. Yeah, I mean, so wouldn't Kyle Larson and Christopher Bell on the same team be a lot of fun? A lot of not for the, not, of for the not for right the right Yeah, a lot, of, a
0: lot of right side quarter panel fixes for that team. But can dream up next will be the 95 car with the vine family racing mike wheeler the crew chief there <coughs> matt de benedetta will be in that car this year last year driven by casey kane for for part of the season before he had to step away and has now decided he's gonna do a bunch of sprint car racing for casey kane but retired from cup racing big move for them is they're gonna move for, to toyota and now they they take over in that alliance
1: partnership with Joe gives racing that Furniture Row Racing and the last couple of years. This is my dark horse for Daytona. Um Imagine Bandit is a good restricted plate racer. He's in a better car than he was that he's been in the last couple of years. I think this is a guy. I don't think they're going to have the success that like say Truex did in the 78, but I think they could be a 10th to 15th place car consistently.
0: So up next would be NBA Motorsports. They have the 66 car that is a Toyota. This week it is Joey Gase. This is a team that, that'll show up periodically, and they'll have different drivers in their car, but just one of the smaller smaller teams that races at the back of the field. Yeah, and really you spend much time on them. The, the next one is Obaka Racing. with The 9-7 of Tanner Berryhill, a Toyota, Dan Stillman, the crew chief on that, they were expected to be at Daytona. Decided that they weren't going to make it. We talked about that a little bit earlier. Now the question is, they were planning to run full-time. Tanner Berryhill planning to run Rookie of the Year. Do we now see this team go part-time the rest of the season, or do they did they just decide not to run the 500? Do we still have to wait on,
1: on any news from this team? Yeah. Like I said, it's their team I guess we don't really need to spend much time on. Try, trying to give a little little love to the small teams. I'm giving them love by telling them that if you're not going to show up to Daytona, then man, I, I,
0: I kind of agree with that. And then you've got premium motorsports. With, with this team, they, they run – two cars a lot of the time as, as we mentioned this this daytona 500 they're partnering with Germain racing to field that 27 car but we've seen them run the seven car we've seen them run the 55 car and they roll a whole bunch of different drivers in those cars so we really can't tell you who's going to be in that car we do know their 15 car the one they like to run full time rosh chastain will be behind the wheel for that one at least he's got a ride this year did did, rosh chastain i believe is going to be back at jd motorsports in the four car in the xfinity series i hadn't seen i think i saw something with that i think he's he's actually driving a second college racing car for the xfinity race i think it's the number 10 for that one race and then he's going to go back to the four car rosh chastain's all over the place right now he's got a lot
1: of talent dude's popular dude that is
0: Premium Motorsports. Now we'll get back to one of the, the bigger teams. Yeah. What? Richard Childress Racing isn't a bigger team? Not anymore. Dan- I think Daniel Hammer's going to change that. I hope so. But this team, you've got Austin Dillon and the three car Danny Stockman, his crew chief ecr engines under the hood for these guys daniel hemrick he's in the eight car he's going to run for rookie of the year luke lambert will be his crew chief and then they are going to still run the 31 car periodically with tyler reddick behind the wheel so it's a two-car full-time team tyler
1: reddick to to run a third car every once in a while daniel hemrick looked really fast in daytona 500 qualifying um i think his style transitions to the cup level well because he's consistent Um, But he didn't win any races. That's going to be the knock on him this year is that he couldn't get it. I think
0: we could see the same thing from from Daniel Hemrick. I think you could see a a rookie in him make the the playoffs without a win, similar to William Byron, and, and be able to point his way in with a whole bunch of seventh places. So up next, Richard of Petty Motorsports. Bubba Wallace will return behind the wheel of that 43 car. Derek Stamets will be his crew chief. So not a whole lot of changes here. We'll, we'll see some different sponsors on that race car, but it's good to see Bubba Wallace. He str- other than, than a couple good runs, he struggled a little bit last year, but, but you can kind of expect that sometimes from rookies. It'll be interesting to see what he does in a second year.
1: Well, he's coming off of a runner-up finish at Daytona last year. So, you know, he, he showed last year he can get around and finish in one piece. Maybe you can do better this year.
0: Up next, you've got Rick Ware Racing. They are going to run the 51 and 52 cars full-time, have charters for both of those cars. And it's still up for debate if they're going to run any one driver full-time or if just both cars are going to run full-time. We still don't know who's going to be running these cars all the time. You know, you, you look at where everything ended up running this week BJ McLeod's going to be in the 51 Cody Ware in the 52
1: yeah those guys kind of flop back and forth did Timmy Hill drive that Timmy car? Hill
0: drove it some last year I think they threw a couple other drivers in there at one point uh, you question maybe Cody Ware it runs full time whether it's in the 51 or 52 and then they, they rotate some, some other guys through but both of those cars planning on running full time both of them have charters cool Up next, it was one car we'll just talk about for a a quick second because we didn't know if they'd be at the 500 or not, and that's Ricky Benson Racing. We've seen that 92 car show up. They are not at Daytona. That probably
1: means we won't see that car in in any race this season. What have they rode out with in the past? Did Parker Kligerman drive it one year? I know David Gilliland. So... So, yeah, and they normally just stick to restrictor plates, so it probably is an indication that they are. not. And if they're not at the five hundred, we we might not see them
0: at all this season. But if we do, it'll be at the restrictor plates. Up next, Roush Fenway Racing, big change for this team. Ryan Newman will slide into the six car. Scott Graves will be his crew chief. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. and the seventeen with Brian Patty as his crew chief. But Ryan Ryan Newman, maybe someone that can come over and and, and calm down Ricky Stenhouse a little
1: bit. No. So Ryan Newman has drove. He started his career at Roger Penske. That's where he was the most successful. Then he went to Stuart Haas, had a couple of good years. Then he was at Richard Childress, almost won the championship without winning a race. And now he's at Roush Fenway, and this is this is not your grandpa's Roush Fenway team. You know, they are so far removed from the days of Mark Martin and Jeff Burton and Matt Kenseth and Greg Biffle winning and Carl Edwards winning races left and right um I don't know that Newman I, I don't know that what Newman brings to the table I, I think Roush Fenway is on the on the way down and I think Ryan Newman that they're trying to get him in there
0: to, to get the team back where it needs to be I don't think he's the guy for it not, not anymore and if you're keeping track Ryan Newman's gone from the 12 car to the 39 car to, to the, the 31, 31 now to
1: the 6 car so
0: a lot of different numbers for Ryan Newman so all your apparel still going to work for him Up next you've got Spire. Why
1: are you owning Ryan Newman apparel in the first place?
0: I'm not. I'm just saying anyone that's that's got old Ryan Newman apparel, he's had so many numbers. Why would you
1: is the the real question?
0: Up next, Spire
1: Motorsports. We talked that
0: this week they're running the forty car with Jamie McMurray. The rest of the season, it'll be the seventy seven car with Quinn Half. So just another small team that that plans to run full time this season.
1: Yeah, Half's the guy that you know he ran some Xfinity last year. And uh, did they bought the charter from Furniture Row, right? I believe, yes.
0: So they, 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 they own that charter.
1: When it was announced that they had bought it, you know, and they were going to hire a younger driver, and he wasn't the guy I thought they would go with. I thought maybe they'd go more along the lines of a Ryan Truex or someone like that. And then they, I mean, Quint House, 20... He's young. One, I think. And, and he
0: had, doesn't have a whole lot of experience. He's got some experience in ARCA. He, he's been around, but nothing too full-time or anything. So I, I think it'll be a big learning he's 21. curve. It'll be a
1: big learning curve, especially in the the top series of the sport. Yeah, and I'm not a – I mean, I never will tell a guy that he should or shouldn't do something, that he feels like best his career. But I'm not a big fan of, of guys doing that and maybe jumping at opportunities too much. But, I mean, it's his choice, and he's getting—he's 21 years old, and he's getting around the Cup Series. So not everyone gets to say that.
0: Up next, we've got Starcom Racing will run the double zero full-time as they purchased the 27 Charter from Richard Childress Racing. Wayne Carroll will be the crew chief for Landon Castle. So we'll see Landon back full-time doing what Landon does best, and that is over... He's doing better in equipment than what he has, and he'll still finish 32nd. But, but good for Landon Castle. will also see Starcom run the 99 at, at periodic I mean, races. I think Derek Cope's
1: running something. Kyle Weatherman was their go-to last year. Um, and then they'll pull out somebody else you've never heard of. Maybe you get to drive it, Jake. Maybe. Go. Maybe. Still have to be approved for that. Right. But I'd pay to see that. We'll get there. Stuart Haas
0: racing up next. you got the four-car Kevin Harvick with Rodney Childers as his crew chief. Eric Almarola in the 10. John Klossmeyer, his crew chief. Clint Boyer in the 14. Mike Bergowitz. I think I said that right. Booger Ravitz. Booger Ravitz. So, no, I was not even yeah. close.
1: You were way off. You butchered that. I butchered. We're two for two. We're,
0: we're two for two now. Daniel Suarez. You Got that one. I did, and I really hope I can get his true crew chief's name. Billy Scott will Good be job. the crew chief for Daniel Suarez. That's the one change with Stuart Haas. Daniel Suarez will jump into the 41 car.
1: And I want to—that's s- the one on the most interesting because Harvick's Harvick's gonna be fine this year. Eric Almarola, I don't know. You know, it is his last was last year kind of his best year. Well, well, did he just need a change of scenery? Clint Boyer, I think, will be fine. Um, he'll be his usual goofy self. But I'm really interested in Daniel Suarez. I I kind of think maybe Joe Gibbs got away from him a year too early. I mean he's so young. Is he? He's only ran 70 Cup races, and I mean he just and he was that fourth car at Gibbs. He wasn't the guy. I mean he's gonna be the fourth guy now at Stewart Haas too. But that's the one I'm interested in. Is can he come out and compete? Maybe not necessarily win races, but can he be in the playoff talk?
0: We've seen drivers that have struggled at one team moved to another early in their career and almirola. it works eric almirola you saw it <clears throat> happen with joey logano he didn't do well at gibbs moves to penske and now he's a cup champion so so maybe just the change of scenery after getting his feet wet is what daniel suarez needs up next team penske brad kizlowski back in the two car with paul paul wolf is his crew chief ryan blaney he's in the 12 jeremy bullens his crew chief joey logano who are Raining cup champion in the 22 with Todd Gordon as his crew chief. Not a whole lot of changes with Penske. Look for I, I look for this team to be kind of right back where they were this last season.
1: I'm going to make the bold prediction that they're the most dominant team this season. I don't know what that means. I don't know maybe win-wise, but I'm going to say that they are the best team this season, top to bottom.
0: Up next, you've got TriStar Motorsports. They own the 72 car. Have not heard anything from them. I don't think we'll see them this season. That was Cory LaJoie. That was ride. Corey LaJoy's ride last year, but haven't heard anything from them, so... It'll be interesting to see if we see them part-time or if that team no longer will show up for races. Up next, Tommy Baldwin racing in the 71 car. Ryan Truex driving that this weekend. We'll see them part-time. They generally like to run most of the restricted plate tracks.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: I... Great analysis, Trevor. Well, great, you know, great analysis. It's and, a
1: Tuesday afternoon. I'm tired. And, and, I don't feel good. And then rounding
0: out the the cup lineup for the year, Wood Brothers Racing, the 21 of Paul Menard, Greg Irwin, that crew chief. We saw Paul Menard have a good run in the Clash, but I think beyond the restrictor plate tracks, we'll see Paul Menard settle into that that good old 13th place run that we, we see Paul Menard put together
1: a lot. Yeah, and I I just I. I can't get into Paul Menard. I just I Paul. I don't like the guy. I, he's in the he's in because of his last name. So yeah.
0: So now that we have a, a set field, we know who is where. We can talk about what's going to happen the rest of this weekend. We'll start with the clash. We got five races left, the, the duels. We'll start with the duels. You've got five races left two duels, the truck race, the Xfinity race, and then the cup race. We'll start with the duels. Trevor, what do you expect to see from these two races?
1: I, I expect William Byron and Alex Bowman to try some things. And then I think the Penske cars. I think the Penske cars kind of control it. I'm not sure which ones win, but um, that's kind of what I expect. I expect it to be kind of tame. You know, there's not a huge field of guys trying to race their way in. And I expect to be pretty tame. Guys don't want to tear their stuff up before Sunday.
0: I agree with that. I think we'll see. I think we could see one. You know, it's always the, the classic feeling that one race is crazy, one race is calm. I think we'll get that this year. I think it would whichever one. I don't know which way it'll go. I, I think you could see the first duel be a little bit more wild a little bit crazier because there's a little bit more speed in that duel in terms of, of who we expect to have speed than the second duel we'll have to see i agree with with trevor for the most part i think it'll be fairly calm i, I think guys will use it more as a test session i think the charters relate to that because y- you don't have to worry about not making the field if you're kevin harvick you don't have to worry about crashing and finding yourself out of the 500 Unlike the Indy 500 where we saw James Hinchcliffe miss it. Yeah. I kind of wish the 500 was, was like that where, you know, if, if something happens, you're not in the show, that there's a little bit more excitement to it. But we still get to figure out where everyone starts for a race where it really doesn't matter where everyone starts.
1: No, I mean, because there's only going to be 12 cars of fish on the lead hop probably anyways. And it's a, it's a race of attrition.
0: So up next, first race of the new Gander Outdoors NASCAR Truck Series. As we look to the next ERA Energy 250, interesting thing for this, 40 trucks on the entry list. So eight trucks headed home, a lot of names on this list. I think for the most part that the trucks look to have an extremely exciting season uh, coming up here.
1: Yeah, you know, Brett Moffat a new ride, Johnny Sauter in a new ride, Harrison Burton, who's coming off an ARCA win, Todd Gilliland, who probably should have won two or three races last year. Um, this is going to be an interesting field this year. Myatt Snyder switches cars. Austin Hill moves up to a better car. Um, ben Rhodes is listed in the 99 truck. That I, for yes, for, for I missed Thor's that. Sport I remember I just, that now. Is, I just caught that. Um, Grant Empfinger.
0: Is Okay, so I'm wondering if now Myatt Snyder, who was in the 13, we you know Johnny Sauter is going to be in the 13. I wonder if Myatt Snyder is going to be part-time and Ben Rhodes full-time.
1: I think that's and a and they're going to
0: run five tr- trucks every once in a while. Still kind of waiting on the, the news for what's going to happen over there at ThorSport. It's kind of the Johnny Sauter announcement of him going back to Thor Thorsport With it, it came out really late. I mean, you're talking a week from the truck race it came out. And so it really went under the radar, and it, we really don't know exactly how that's going to work out yet.
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting. I guess we'll see.
0: So for the truck race... You look at the entry list. You look who's going to be here. Who do you have winning the truck race? We're going to make our first prediction of Speed Weeks.
1: I'm going to go way out on a limb. I am going to say David Gilliland. Had a, right. really, had a really good truck at um, uh, Talladega. He's a veteran, good restrictor plate racer. I'm going to say him and his son Todd control the race, and dad show his son how it's done.
0: I'm gonna go out on a limb as well. It's the trucks, and, and some crazy stuff happens in truck races at Daytona. Austin Ontario wins the truck race in the '92 for Ricky Benson Racing.
1: You're going way out. There.
0: I'm going way out there. I, I think he gets the job done. Well, we've seen the '92 car be fast at restrictor plate races before, but again, 40 trucks on this entry list. The, the truck series is alive and well right now. That's a lot of cars. We, we talked about this earlier. With that many cars, we kind of wish there was an LCQ. Yeah. Kind of wish there was a last-chance qualifier. I know we
1: talked about earlier. So, lock the top 20. You know, no one is guaranteed in. Let's qualify, lock the top 24 in on speed, and then do an LCQ of two two of eight and lock in the top four in each. I mean, how's that sound? I think it sounds pretty good.
0: Or run, you know, if you have 24, run 16 and just lock in the top eight you could or you can have two lc or yeah with, with eight cars around daytona though or eight trucks around daytona
1: there we go i don't see the problem what tip t-
0: what would we do like eight laps lap Ooh. per car yeah I, I think that would do, do eight lap, laps uh, and, and knock out a car and, and so elimination style yes so do four laps
1: and then a lap five knock out one lap give six give knock out three another. laps so lap four let's knock out let's go two per lap and then the last lap or the lap, you restart them. Well, you're, you're,
0: you're moving four, so you don't really need to find a win. True,
1: true, yeah.
0: So so go four laps, and then a lap five, you eliminate eighth. Lap six, you eliminate seventh. Lap seven, you eliminate sixth. And then the final lap, you eliminate the fifth-place driver, and the four remaining, will make the Yeah,
1: chance. the only problem is people might get really stupid <laughs> on that last lap, trying to get fourth and junk the whole field. Oh. But uh, we're thinkers here at the left turn we are we are innovative thinkers. you know how
0: you, you would eliminate that, run it right before the truck the 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 main the A main is supposed to start and and run that one
1: yeah
0: so so the the truck race, I look for that to be the most exciting race of the weekend. yeah you want to say it's going to be the 500, but in terms of product on the racetrack, I think the truck race is going to be where it is at when I move to Saturday. You've got the NASCAR Racing Experience 300 for the NASCAR Xfinity Series. We talked about a couple weeks ago how the Xfinity Series looks like it's kind of having some problems. It shows with the entry list. More trucks are entered than Xfinity cars. There's only 38 on the entry list for the Xfinity Series. Still some some teams that have to figure out what drivers are going to be where. Only two cup drivers entered in this one, and, and Chase Elliott and Brad Keselowski. That there's drivers in this that maybe have run some cup races at some point,
1: but only two current and active cup drivers. And my pick, I'm going to go with the guy that I'm going way out here. I'm going to go with the guy that should have won the July Daytona Xfinity race. Give me Justin Haley to get the win. Caleb Racings ran well at the restrictor plates with Blake Cook and Ryan Truex. Haley's a good restrictor plate racer. I think he, in his... First, start with this team punches his playoff ticket, gives the team some momentum, and gives them some breathing room for the rest of the season. Well,
0: and on the entry list, we we can now say Ross Chastain will be in the ten car for Kayla Gracing. So Justin Haley's got a teammate. I don't think that matters though, because I think Chase Elliott wins this race. I was
1: going to go with Chase Elliott, but I wanted to be I,
0: to me. It's it's he's to me. He's too much of a favorite to pick otherwise. You look at Justin Allgaier. I look at Junior Motorsports to, to almost dominate this race with, with those four Chevys. I, this race will be interesting. Uh, they they won't be calm, that's for sure. And uh, we, we've seen in the past that the Xfinity cars they they struggle to match up bumper wise. They they struggle to uh, kind of the same issue we've seen with the Cup series as of the past, where you it's tough to draft. The the air moves people around, and, and we'll see a wild one.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be fun.
0: So now we will move to the big one, the Daytona 500, first race of the Cup season. The playoff spot on the line. No one cares about that. They all want to hoist big yeah, trophy no at one, the end of the race. No one
1: c- I mean, they couldn't care less about the actual. Pl- I mean, they could.
0: They care,
1: but that's it's, it's
0: nice to lock your way into the field. But you know, the Harley J. Earl Trophy means more.
1: Well, and just being able to say you won the Daytona 500. Um, I'm excited for it. You know, we've talked at length, you know, are the Fords going to struggle early in this year with with the new car? I think they do, but I don't think it matters at Daytona. I think Daytona is such a wild card. It's it's tough to compare Daytona to the other races early in the schedule like Atlanta, Vegas, Phoenix, California. I'm going to say a Ford wins the Daytona that that
0: that's so so what Ford? that that's the question there's a lot of fords i, I
1: knew you would ask that we're gonna go with the guy that almost won it last year led 118 laps had the best car wasn't the fastest this past weekend but he's a good restrictor plate racer young kid gets his third career win give me ryan blaney my man to win the daytona 500
0: not a bad pick I think someone gets their first Daytona 500 win. And I think that because I think late in the race, like we saw in the clash, someone makes a move, someone tries to block it, we pile up half the field, and everyone you thought was going to win doesn't. And so I'm going to pick, kind of going out here on this one, but someone that did not win a race in the Xfinity series going Daniel Hemrick? Win win his first cup race. Daniel Hemrick in the eight car. Goes back-to-back for Richard Childress Racing. Wins the Daytona 500.
1: These two guys are going to wreck on the first lap now. Probably. But I I like that we were out. You know, any other race, we would not overthink it as much as we. Like, I can already tell you, Atlanta, I'm probably picking Kevin Harvick. But this, though, because
0: we saw it with the clash. You can go, well, okay, who are the favorites? Ryan Blaney, Joey Logano, Brad Keselowski. You look at someone like Chase Elliott. You look at guys that have done well at restrictor plate tracks, maybe Ricky Stenhouse Jr., when he's not wrecking. Th- those names, but it's it's a restrictor plate track. I mean, someone that doesn't hasn't shown any ability to figure it out yet, someone like Kyle Larson, who we've not seen at the front of restrictor plate tracks, we could see him up there. He almost won a 500 a few years ago.
1: He ran out of gas. So, so we could see anything. And we, we I mean, Ryan Blaney finished second two years ago and had the fastest – it, you don't you don't know. What about last year's runner-up,
0: Ben Bubba Wallace? Yeah,
1: what about uh, Chris Buescher?
0: I mean, there, there's all sorts of names, but I don't think someone wins it for a second time. I think we get a first-time Daytona 500 winner.
1: I think it's going to be tough for us to get a repeat winner. The way the races have gone lately, I mean, how many current 500 winners are in the field right now? Austin Dillon, Kurt Busch, Kevin Harvick, Jimmy Johnson, and Denny Danny Hamlin. Hamlin. Is that it? Didn't Joey Logano get one? Yes, but that's it. Kyle Bush has never won one. Brett Kozlowski has never won one. Martin Tricks Jr. never won one. Um, I think we're going to kind of start seeing new Daytona 500 winners. Sam so you know, McMurray, I guess, won one, one too. Yeah. So Ryan Newman.
0: A- as we wrap up our show, last fall when we, when we signed off for winter break, we made some picks <coughs> for the season. And those picks have kind of not mattered because of all of the changes during the offseason. So we're going to get a redo here. Yes. Real quick, we are going to make our picks for the Cup Series, the Xfinity Series, and the Truck Series. We'll start with the Truck Series. Trevor, who, after all of the changes, wins your Truck Series championship? Todd
1: Yolan. KBM Cars, they, they win the championship about every other year. I'm Chris Rebell in 17, I'm Eric Jones in 15, Gilwin probably should have won about three or four races last year, but everything that could go wrong for him did. I think that was maybe just kind of a learning experience for him. I think he overcomes it this year, and I think he puts on a show, and I think Todd Gilwin's your champion.
0: It's hard to to go against that one. If Johnny Sauter is full-time, as we think he is, I think he wins the championship because I think he's driving madder than we've ever seen Johnny Sauter drive before, and I think the truck series could be dominated by
1: that 13-truck picking Johnny Sauter? I'm picking Johnny Sauter. Okay. After everything that happened, I think he's
0: going to gonna drive like a, a, a crazy, controlled maniac. And I think he's going to rub up against uh, his old car a little bit this year. He'll give, he'll give Brett Moffat some doors, and Johnny Sauter will win your Truck Series championship. Now move to the Xfinity Series. Is, is I think both of us picked Ross Chastain. To win the yeah, championship, that, and uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, and really it is unfortunate for Ross Dane. Mm-hmm. we no longer can really pick him to win the championship, so we've got to make new picks. Who wins your championship now?
1: It's Christopher Bell's world, and we're living in it with the Xfinity series. I think he wins it pretty comfortably. I'm not going to disagree, Chase. Christopher Bell runs away with this. I mean, I think maybe... Maybe somebody makes it kind of maybe a guy like Austin Sindri. That, that's right where I was makes going. It interesting. I, I like him. I don't know about John Harney I, I don't know. Justin Allgaier is going to be around. guy will be consistent. I think Noah Gregson will contend to win races. I don't think he'll be consistent enough to win a championship.
0: I think Tyler Reddick. You, you've got to. You, you have to put the reigning champion in the discussion.
1: Yeah, but yeah. I think it's it's. Christopher Bell, Austin, Cindrick, and then everybody else.
0: Yeah, I look at the championship forward to be Bell, Cindric, Allgaier, and then maybe one more, Cole Well, Custer. there will be one more. Well, Cole C- I Cole, Cole, Custer. Cole Custer. Chase Briscoe,
1: you know. I, I think with Stuart Haas, it's going to be Cole Custer that leads the way with that team. But I, I think it's Christopher Bell's championship this year. He should have won it last year. They found new ways to lose down the stretch. And I think he gets it done this year before he goes to the Cup Series.
0: Now, the Cup Series is the only one where I don't think we have to make changes because no. of, of stuff that happened. But we'll go ahead and remind everyone, or if you want to make a change, you're welcome to on your pick for the Cup Series I season. said
1: Chase Elliott at the beginning of the year. I'm going to stick with Chase Elliott. I'm going to say your championship for next year. Chase Elliott, Eric Jones, Ryan Blaney, and Joey Logano. And Elliott wins championship.
0: And I went out on a limb and said it's going to be the year of the youth 100%. We won't see any uh, of the the mainstays in the championship four there Eric Jones, Ryan Blaney, Chase Elliott. I hate to break it to you. And Kyle Larson. Joey Logano's still the youth. Yes, he is, but he's older than these other guys we're talking about. Not
1: by, I mean, I think he's only like a couple years older than Kyle Larson. If even that, he's two years older than Kyle Larson.
0: Yeah, but Larson's not, Larson got there when he was a lot older.
1: I mean Logano I mean, was Larson's in our cup series 26. when he was but Larson got 20. there. Yeah. You know he's he's five years older than Joey and then Chase Elliott. I mean Ryan Blaney's twenty four, I think. Young. Joey Logano will be the face of NASCAR for the next ten years, I think. And half of our listeners just cringed. Hey, you know what? They can get over it. They can.
0: So my championship for Eric Jones, Ryan Blaney. Kyle Larson, Chase Elliott, Kyle Larson wins the championship. I think Kurt Busch being added to that team will help. Because although you, you can say what you so you're want. you're
1: picking Elliott to win the title? No. You're picking Larson? Larson. So you're changing it.
0: Larson wins the title. And I, I think the move, w- and I made that pick before we knew who was in the one car. Now that Kurt Busch is in the one car. I think his experience, and Kurt Busch is a solid driver. He, he's mm-hmm. done well in his career. I think that experience helps keep kyle larson out of the wall a little bit more and larson ends up winning your championship so we
1: i'm ready let's go
0: long show a lot to talk about it is daytona 500
1: week let's go from from
0: thursday to sunday i will be pretty much on a couch watching things on television i won't have a greater week, but i will still
1: still be tuning in So it's pumped.
0: We all are. It's ready to go. It is go time for NASCAR season. And thank you for tuning in to this podcast version of The Left Turn. We'll be back live on air next Wednesday from 5 to 6. If Mother
1: Nature lets us.
0: If Mother, yes, if there's a whole bunch of stuff, Mother Nature, basketball games, it's been difficult for us to start. Actually, now that I think, never mind, I'll tell you off the air. What, you're going to be gone? Maybe. Well, I'll be here. We'll actually have an on-air show from 5 to 6 next Wednesday. In some capacity, we will make it happen. This has been The Left Turn. Jacob Blair, Trevor Maynard, thank you for tuning in for Left Turn with X106 Sports.